0: Welcome to Musing the Mysteries, a podcast by Barney Wiggett. Let's go, let's go. Okay, well, welcome back to part three of our discussion of Outer Circle Christians. We're basing our thoughts on Luke chapter 15 Uh, verses one to three that say, now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, 'This, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And then Jesus told them this parable. In fact, he taught them three parables, all about lost people, a lost coin, a lost son, a lost sheep. In each case, those who cared to, uh, went out and sought these lost coin, sheep, and son, which represent lost people, marginalized people in each case. I've been using uh, this uh, kind of metaphor of a merry round and how children play the game of going faster and faster on a merry ground, but then resisting that centrifugal force pushing them outward by fighting their way to the center. And it's kind of a surreal feeling in there in the middle where we, you know, they can't feel the force pushing them outward anymore, but it does make them nauseous. The longer they stay in the center, what I call the sequestered center, they're, you know, the sicker they get. Rather than uh, be part of the adventure on the outward part of the merry-go-round, where uh, centrifugal force is pushing them outward, <clears throat> and so this kind of illustrates how Jesus compels us to the outer edge, you know, away from the center of our own little world, and invites us to join him on his quest to heal a sick world, and and, and but we tend to isolate and insulate ourselves by moving closer you know to the center where we feel safe and uh but the adventure is on the outer edge and and so we're talking about outer circle christians who resist that uh temptation to be sequestered in the center where it's kind of scary out there and and we might get our knees skinned but it'll all be worth it because we'll be involved in the adventure of god now in the chapter before jesus Taught twice in Luke 14, how we ought to take care of the uh, the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame, and uh, invite them to the dinner to to our world. And so, in each of these parables, uh, the first one being the uh, the parable of the lost sheep, and Jesus is our you know, outer circle seeking savior. He leaves the ninety nine and goes after the one, and he makes the point about the, the the celebration that happens as a result of Jesus being that kind of outer circle seeking savior. And then the next parable, third actually in sequence in Luke chapter fifteen, but is the lost son that shows us the way the father is. And uh, I said that the father loves outer circle sinners and wants his family to love them too. And of course, the older brother objects, and that's a picture of the Pharisees and religious people who, who really don't want to include these, you know, dirty, stinky people from the outside world into our uh, lily white churches, you know. Well, the third parable is what we're about today, and that's in verses 8 to 10 of Luke 15. It goes like this. Suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, so in the first parable, Jesus is the shepherd uh, that goes after the, the one lost sheep. In the second parable, the father of the two sons, I think represents the father God who Uh, receives his recalcitrant uh, son back into his arms and into the family. In this third parable, I'd like to propose to you maybe a little bit of an outside-the-box idea about how to interpret this parable, but maybe the Holy Spirit is represented by the lamp in this parable, and that would mean that the woman who lost her coin, would be us, the bride of Christ, the church. And we are out looking for our lost coin, which would represent lost people in this one. So just, you know, kind of bear with me here. I'm saying that the church works in collaboration with the Holy Spirit in his hunt for the lost coin. And that would correlate with uh, the last chapter of the Bible, uh, Revelation 22, where it says, the Spirit and the Bride say, come. The Spirit and the Bride. So the Holy Spirit in harmony, I should say the Bride in harmony with the Spirit, are calling to lost people, come come back to God. So we do the proclaiming part and the Holy Spirit does the persuading as we harmonize together in our call to the world to come. So in this case, in this parable, uh, it says that she lost one of her silver coins. And if you think about it, you know, that's what people are to God. Priceless coins, rare coins. He's a collector of costly coins. Each one is, is particularly rare to him. Uh, it, each one may be worn and hardly recognizable, but precious to him. See, like a coin lying in the dust, it doesn't do anybody any good. It has intrinsic value. It still has stamped on it the image of the king Does that make sense? It's still, it's lying in the dust and it might be worn, that image might be worn, but still that image of the king, that its creator, is uh, hardly recognizable, but is still there on this lost person lying in the dust. And until it's found and restored to its rightful owner, it doesn't benefit anybody. So that's the silver coins. What about this lamp? It says, doesn't she light a lamp so that she can see? In the same way, I would say this, that we need the Holy Spirit's help being the light, this lamp. We need the Holy Spirit's help to find trashed, uh, yet treasured people. And he empowers us to bring them back to their rightful owner. Yeah? So, what, what exactly do we need the light for? I propose that we need the light of the Holy Spirit so we can see this treasure of God, this treasured soul, this treasured human being that's dirty, lying in the dust with the image of God worn down and hardly recognizable. We need the light of the Holy Spirit so that we can see that individual I, I, I propose that we don't see people around us very well, especially outer circle people. They're invisible to us. They're lying in the dust, they're dirty, and we've lost sight of lost people in our world and we just don't see their value as human beings anymore. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to help us. He helps us see God's buried treasure the way that God sees them. And I noticed in this parable, it says that the woman that I think represents us, she sweeps the house and searches carefully, you know, for the lost coin. She's intent about this. We're way too casual. We're not like this woman. We're way too casual about searching out and lifting out lost people from the dust. I mean, if you think about it, lost people aren't only lost to heaven, not only lost to God but they're lost to us our our family their family here on earth and we miss out as a result of their lostness and i notice it says doesn't she sweep and search for the coin until she finds it in other words she's just not given up she's going to she is intent on finding her lost coin and in the way it, how that represents us is our search for lost people, I think we just give up way too soon. We're just too casual about it, and, and we don't have enough patience uh, regarding finding lost people. So, this is what I think all three parables are trying to tell us. The lost sheep, the lost son, the lost coin. Uh, I, think it, I think Jesus is saying, instead of fighting your way to the sequestered center... Let the centrifugal force of the Spirit push you outward to compel you toward the outer edge of society and away from the center of our you know, own little world here, beyond your comfort zone, beyond the, what, what you prefer, out to the margins, where he's out looking for outer circle people and he's calling outer circle Christians to find them Let's go, let's go